This podcast is based exclusively on the real-life experiences of two bisexual cis women and their internet research. Sexual identity is deeply personal and influenced by intersecting identities, demographics, and circumstances. Rose and Annie do not speak for the bisexual experience of all individuals or the bisexual experience as a whole. In short, they don't know shit. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Rose. My pronouns are she and her. And I'm Annie, and my pronouns are she and her as well. And we're here to provide some context on the bisexual experience by sharing stories, getting advice, and talking about queer people we like. Yeah! Rose, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, um, yeah, I actually just made some last night mm-hmm. ish i'm still i feel like i have a hard time committing to a resolution because i am afraid of failure and i like to give 120 percent. and the thought of tackling something that actually matters and should change in my life is scary yeah because habit habits are hard yeah i get to, really scared of just like letting myself down like I told myself I was going to do this and then failed. And I don't, I just don't want to fail. I, it's 100% the same. Like no one else is holding me accountable. It's strictly my own fear of failure to myself. Yep. But so I decided I'm going to sleep better. Okay. Hell yeah. I feel like. Grad school and working full time really, really fucked up my sleep. And I was never a very good sleeper to begin with. So I'm going to do better. That's a great resolution. Do you have any resolutions? Um, it's a work in progress. I have a few more days, technically. I'd like yeah, to. Yeah, we are probably. Sorry, we're coming at you from December. Yeah. So. Yeah, recorded this in December. You, you all, listeners, you probably already have your New Year's resolutions and are on your way. Uh, but I still have time to figure mine out at the moment. I want to do something about consuming less. I use too much. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you have um, like a giant ego, but also low self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that might be very... That feels that feels true to me. <laughs> uh, last year, I resolved to. What did I? Um, I wanted to become more like the person that I was when I was a kid. Uh, just kind of more appreciative of how wonderful the world is, and just psyched to be alive. Um, not, not as cynical, not trying to be cool, not trying to be anything I'm not. So I think I accomplished that today. Today, I, I think a big part of being able to do that is having a partner who I feel very comfortable around and who, uh, embraces my weirdness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Having, um, I, I feel like I prioritized that when I was looking for a partner and for me it was like enthusiasm over apathy yes yeah because a lot of people right now are like being apathetic is really cool and like thinking things suck or are stupid and telling you why things you like are stupid is like their go-to and it's like bruh Just let me, I'm going to get dirty. I'm going to like run up. I'm going to roll down this hill with Annie. Right. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I, I have a problem doing that too. I, my, my instinct is usually to be critical of something because I, I was raised to think that like, that's smart. If you're being critical of something, you're thinking deeply about it. And that's true. But, uh, something's. They aren't that deep, you know? Yeah. Like swinging on a swing set is fun. Yeah. You don't have to get in your head about how it's childish and a waste of time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I 
it's easy for me. It was easy this last year to do that resolution because because uh, my partner is very very sweet and um, real goofball and a goofball. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so having done like something about myself last year, I want to do something for out, outside myself kind of for the next year. Yeah. Did you like I looked up some ways to make resolutions stick and I think both of us so far have talked in really abstract terms. So like later on I want to talk about how we can firm those up and make them more realistic. We'll also get to the queer shit. Like <laughs> this isn't going to just be Annie and Rose talk about their resolutions. Um, but I'm wondering like what specific things did you do to keep that in mind all year and like make movement on it? I think I the main thing I did was when I found myself not enjoying something or not able to enjoy something um, like a show or a book or any any form of media, any person that I didn't particularly like, uh, I would just stop watching, reading, or being around those things. Like I would just stop and I would just not talk about it anymore or talk to it anymore um and that was really helpful honestly like I don't need to have a hot take for everything some things nah, just nah nah I love that it's like learning to say no to your personal like for your your own personal consumption of all sorts of things actually this is very very interesting but Cassandra and I the other day were talking about how you're a person we admire for not talking shit like particularly when it comes to being like oh I'm going to no longer be around that person I'm like I'm not going to be around that person and I'm here to tell everyone why I'm not going to be around that person like yeah which isn't a great look and is definitely an area I could improve in and I feel like I you I feel like sometimes you'll be like oh I'm not really friends with that person and I'm like I want to know the story but you're just, you don't. You're like, oh, no. Very admirable. It's a conscious effort. And when I get a little drunk, I will I will start divulging the shit that I've put away. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, like, I really, really tried to not engage with stuff that, like, didn't do anything for me. I love that. I think that's a great goal for everyone. Yeah. What was your resolution last year? I I was thinking about this because I didn't really set a formal resolution. It was kind of like on my list of things I was going to get done in early January. But like looking out at 2019, I was starting a new I started a new job at the first week of January. I had just started dating Cassandra. I was finishing my thesis for grad school and like looking at graduation in May and I feel like I had a long list of all these ways I was going to like self-improve. And then I didn't ever actually pick like which one I wanted to focus on or even do any real goal setting. But I did find a therapist. Hell yeah. In like the last like under the finish line last couple months I found a therapist. And that has been on my like thing I'm going to do this year list at least since I moved to New York City. So you know. Half a decade. <laughs> That's great. Feels good to check that one off. Yeah. So it wasn't an intentional. I wasn't like, this is the year I'm taking care of my mental health. But I did end up doing it. So I'm counting it as a win. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Taking care of your mental health is so nebulous, too. Like, maybe it's better to have a concrete step, like, find a therapist. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what Annie, and I, what Annie just said about, um, I was going to try and take credit for your statement. <laughs> So you what can. Annie and I both just said <laughs> in the recording, you can go back and hear us both saying it at once. <laughs> what Annie said about like being specific um, is super important to making your resolutions stick. So like you want to be realistic and specific. Like, am I going to get a PhD in physics this year? No. Can I say I want to read five books about foundate like that are foundational about physics because I want to have a better understanding of the world around me yep. yeah 
I can say I'm going to read five books about physics. Um, and you want it to be specific. So like five books by the end of the year or is it five books in six months and then five books in the second six months or pick another topic to learn about for the second six months. You want it to be have like a set amount or timeline if applicable and if it's not applicable you kind of want to break it down into steps that can have that so like if your goal were better mental health maybe it's journal twice a week every week for three months and then check in and see what I think about that or talk to five therapists in the first three months if one is a good fit then like continue seeing that person Otherwise, you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm working on my mental health this year and I've got to get started on that um, versus having actionable steps that you can measure the results of and giving yourself time periods to be like, now's the moment when I should be checking in and seeing like, okay, I'm on track. It doesn't have to be like I'm on track because now my mental health is perfect and this is working for me. It's just you're taking steps in the right direction towards your resolution. Yep. I like this um, this note you have here about checking in and adjusting because it's possible that your resolution is a little undoable for circumstances that are beyond your control or perhaps you just forgot you had a resolution. <laughs> I've, def- mm-hmm. I've definitely done that one. But I think... It's fine to pivot and this idea of having a New Year's resolution that like starts on January 1st and ends on December 31st is kind of insane anyways. So (laughs) if you have a February or March or November resolution, that's no one's gonna no one's gonna get down on you for trying to do better. No, it's totally it's like it's all based in religion. Uh, like the origins of resolutions because that's it is so arbitrary and um, when I was looking online to see what kind of resolutions everyone was setting a lot of people are like I don't set resolutions they're stupid but these are my goals for 29 or 2020 mm-hmm. and I'm like well those it's kind of the same it's kind of the same thing because it started off as um, like the Romans and the Babel. I'm not just reeling this off from knowledge. I did this research. You don't have I'm to say like- that. You could be like, yes, I actually, I did write my <laughs> thesis on this. So <laughs> <laughs> almost my kids, my, uh, my thesis was just adjacent to yeah. <laughs> New Year's resolutions. Um, yeah. So the Romans and the Babylonians were like, yo, gods, I promise that I'm going to be super great in the coming year if you bring me all this good shit Mm. and (laughs) um that kind of like translated on to the christians where they were like oh actually this is a really great opportunity for you to repent for all the bad shit you did last year in hopes that the next year will be better okay i personally like that the roman new year was what originally aligned with january um because it was named for is it yeah can i I'm like, is it pronounced Janus or is it Janus? It's got to be Janus, right? January Janus. Janus. The, it's kind of mean to call Janus a two-faced god. <laughs> but here we are. Janus, the two-faced god. Um, and they would look forward into the coming year and backwards into the previous year. So it's a time to reflect backwards. And also think forward to, like, what are you going to achieve? Not super into the time to repent and make better on your past year sins, but that's that's my personal opinion. I have very rarely treated my resolution as both a looking backwards and forwards thing. Usually it's just looking forward. Um, so it's cool to know it has a origins of, of a god who looks both ways kind of bisexually by by yeah. temporally <laughs> janice is a little bi and we're here for it a little bi yeah well i think inherently you are looking back at like what did i wish i had done better on this That's year true. yeah definitely true it's just a more positive spin to be like how do i want to improve in the future yeah then like what did i suck at this year right but i did look up ink.com I have no idea how valid this site is. 
uh, or where they got these numbers, said 60% of uh, people, I think they didn't specify demographics, uh, make resolutions and 8% keep them. But according to a study in the Journal of Clinical Psychology, those who do set New Year's resolutions are 10 times more likely to change behavior than people who don't. Hmm. And I think that's just basic goal setting. Yeah. If you're not setting practical, applicable goals that you can track and achieve, then you're just like, that's a thing I'm going to do someday. Someday I'm going to be better at that, and I don't know how. That's why it's important to have uh, clear, uh, realistic action steps, is what you call them. I like yeah, that. small action steps. Yeah. Um, I was also asking online how people, like what goals people had kept in 2019 and how they did it. Mm-hmm. And somebody brought up setting a mental reminder for yourself. Um, so one thing is like, this is such a weird psychological maneuver where you're like, whenever I see a blue sky, I'm going to think about playing with my children and that's going to remind me why I'm trying to be more health conscious. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. A little mnemonic. Yeah. Yeah. So something that's just like you see it all the time and you are going to newly associate it as like a mental reminder with something. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put like a motivational image on your phone. Um, somebody even said that they changed their password. So just small mental reminders about what your goal is and more importantly, like why do you want to achieve that goal? Yep. Which I think is also important when you're deciding on your goal to make sure that you're not picking something based on like what society wants you to want. Yeah, that's a really good tip. It's uh, I think when you're setting a goal, if you're setting a goal, laying out why it is that you want to do this and making sure it's like for something you actually care about. (laughs) Yeah, if you're going to do it for a whole year, you want it to be something that you can be like, I'm absolutely miserable. I can't believe I have to do this again. It's the seventh month of doing this. I'm so done. And you can be like, but this is the end goal, and that's something that I really want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're setting your goal at the beginning of the year and you're like, I want to lose 20 pounds because I've been getting kind of tubby, I don't know, maybe like a more specific reason? Because <laughs> there's always a more specific reason, you know? It's like, yeah. I want to lose 20 pounds so I can outlive my evil stepbrother who I hate. <laughs> Amen. That's a good goal. That's like a, I mean, that's a good reason to have a goal. It's spite. Spite is a great reason. Spite is a really great reason. <laughs> I want to lose 20 pounds because I want to look so good that that person who rejected me loses their mind yeah. when they see me. Yeah. Use or, it as motivation, baby. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it's a nice reason. Maybe it's like, I want to, I want to read five books about physics because my kid is really curious about physics and I want to be able to like enjoy that that science with them yeah my cats aren't super into physics yeah like they don't want to talk about it it's really annoying (laughs) maybe they do they just can't articulate what it is they like about physics I mean do they knock shit over that's physics they do knock shit over just trying to talk about physics all right, I guess the goal is to better understand my cat's communication style. <laughs> oh, that's every cat owner's resolution. Should we get to the gay shit, the gay part? Yeah, <laughs> let's, talk talk about- about- <laughs> let's talk about gay stuff. So Rose asked around on the internet for some resolutions that are specific to the queer community. And there's, there's quite a few. If you're looking, if you are a member of the queer community, and you're looking for a resolution, um, you might be able to draw some inspiration here. A lot of people mentioned being politically active, um, including doing volunteering. I know we've mentioned it before, but if that's your goal, your local queer community center may have a volunteering role for you. 
Um, protesting, very good one. Speaking out, like this is a personal opinion. Protesting kind of seems easier to me than like going to a family gathering and being like, let's have a conversation about LGBTQ plus rights. Because protesting is kind of like more anonymous in a way. And you're aligned. Like you are, you're there with your fellow protesters. Yeah. It's a very us and them versus like you and I. Yes. Yes. But both are very noble, noble resolutions. And, you know, all of these can be done. You don't have to pick one. Uh, and voting, of course, voting is hopefully something that you do whether or not you resolve to do it. But uh, it definitely falls under the umbrella of being more politically active in the coming year. It's a great year to be politically active. So very very important yeah maybe this year would be a great year to find um a local or i don't know national candidate you support and want to campaign for yeah um or you know helping others to register to vote this year might be particularly important um as i don't have the numbers but i'm assuming also this is please this is based purely on assumption, but I'm assuming more people vote in the presidential election than any local elections. Nah, I think so that's true. getting people to vote this year in the United States is probably important if you care about who's president. Probably pretty important. Um, a lot of folks wanted to spend 2020 being more proud and more open about their sexuality. Big gulp coming out <laughs> this year. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one where I would be sure to like be specific. If your if your resolution is to come out, don't leave it at that. Be like, think about who you want to come out to, when will be a good time for it, you know, really d- dig in there and and figure out like a specific plan. <laughs> yes. If you don't say when, it's going to be Christmas day and you're going to be like I gotta come out to my family right now because it's like the last opportunity of the year and this was my goal for the year Mm -hmm. and like fuck, 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 fuck. So do be specific. Um, Someone said that if you're in a hetero relationship starting to talk more about your other, uh, I guess, sorry, I shouldn't be specific. It wasn't if you're in a hetero relationship. If you're in a relationship talking more about your other attractions, Mm -hmm. Um, so just kind of like making your sexuality a bit more a part of your everyday life. Yeah, or it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be in a relationship. I mean, it could be in any relationship. You could talk more to your friends about your sexuality. Just bring it up more when they're talking about their sexuality, you know. Chime in. Be like, give them the, the queer perspective. They need it. Yeah, We all need it more. Um, and attend to Pride if your area has one. That's a great resolution. That is a doable one because it's really fun. <laughs> it is really fun and it's like already has a date set. Yep. Totally. You can you can if you're afraid to do it alone, you can find a group to attend with. Totally. You can bring a friend. You can try and find someone who's gone before. Lots of cool ways to do that. Yeah. This is a great time to like make your resolution going to Pride cuz you you have a lot of time to like plan an outfit. <laughs> so true and like where where all you're gonna go for the after party you should start now start planning for pride now for real also sorry to be like this is rose's sober queer podcast um but i was afraid my first pride i was already sober and i was like pride seems like it's like such a party situation and i'm very nervous there are people who are wiser than me and have been out longer and done pride Party Pride and Done Pride, Sober Pride. You can just Google that, how to do Pride Sober, and people have already come up with, like, great lists of key tips on how to navigate it. So Hell yeah. do that. I'll put some links in the show notes. Also, I feel like I'm going to switch from using Sober in 2020, and instead I'm going to adopt Straight Edge. Oh, I love that. It's not exactly true. I just <laughs> don't drink, but, you know. <laughs> Does straight edge mean not having sex also? Because that's definitely not true. Um, I have never heard it used that way. 
it's supposed to be like a clean lifestyle though, right? Yeah, like no drugs, no drinking. It's what I've always understood it to mean. It says, this is a tool used to accurately measure if something is straight. What? That's straight? It's like a, you measure, oh, it's like a. It's like a tool. Level, yeah. 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 As an yeah. adjective, especially among fans of hardcore punk music, having an ascetic, what does that mean? Sorry, this is such a tangent. Ascetic? Ascetic. Not ascetic. Oh, ascetic. It's like uh it's like a self-discipline and abstinence. Yeah, you love denying. Oh, abstinence. Oh shit. Abstention from all forms of indulgence typically for religious reasons. So maybe it does include sex. All right, I'm going to have to do some more research before I decide if I'm going to get like an XXX tattoo, but yeah. I'm also not going to get a straight edge tattoo. I'm mostly goofing. And you, off topic. You heard it here, <laughs> folks. Rose is not doing sex anymore. 2020, I'm giving up sex. She's I'm going to have the the year of edging. <laughs> you know what? Uh, good for you. I support you. Thanks. Thanks. I love that. <laughs> um, a lot of people out here are trying to get a significant other. I love that. Yeah. Go find love. Personally, I'm going to throw my two cents in the ring. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying I'm going to, setting the goals, like I'm going to find a significant other. Saying like, I'm going to do more things that will put me out there for love. Okay. Go on more dates. Be more con- like mindful of my dating app use. Asking people out in person when I see someone who seems interesting to me. Yep. Things like that, because saying, like, I'm going to find a significant other, by the end of the year, you might be like, this person's good enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, finding a significant other is maybe, yeah, say find love. You could try (laughs) as hard as you want, and still this wouldn't manifest. And that's just, that's just how life is sometimes. So yeah, I like, I like your take of doing things you have control over in order to maybe find a significant other or just date more or have more fun dating uh learn queer history was another one people mentioned which is awesome there's a book that i saw at the brooklyn library uh brooklyn library brooklyn museum about the queer history of brooklyn uh that i've had my eye on i did not buy it at the museum and now i'm regretting it because it looked really good but yeah there's a bunch of good books about queer history out there and instagram accounts and websites and podcasts so documentaries documentaries there's all kinds of shit uh making an active effort to unlearn oppressive views also very good consuming media which would involve consuming media that is made by marginalized people um or by people that you don't have overlapping identities with very cool yeah and if you're consuming um that kind of media, it's a good opportunity to support those LGBTQ artists, creators, small business owners, um, either financially by paying for their goods, supporting their Patreons, or um, buying whatever products they're making. Or you can support without money if you can't swing that right now. So you can like, comment, share, follow, promote to your community. Um, Really just any engagement that you're doing I know specifically right now Instagram it's like you should be commenting that's helping your creators the most over a like so very cool I didn't know that a lot of people also resolved to better their sex life or want to resolve to have a better sex life um, which includes very doable action items like getting tested regularly using barrier methods um like condoms, dental dams, um, learning about prep, making consent a part of your routine. That's a great resolution. Making sure you're obtaining and giving consent and you're having sex. So, so doable. So doable. Also, I will say I just read last night, um, somebody was writing about making physical consent a part of your routine. Gosh, I wish I could remember I'm going to look up the Instagram handle because it feels really rude to specifically quote their shit and not. Okay, this is Clementine Morrigan posted this. I'll post a link to it. But um, talking about how nonverbal consent practices are really great for survivors of sexual assault. 
Um, oh, yeah, I saw, I saw that you posted that. Yeah, because it can be difficult to verbalize a no. And this can be true to people who haven't experienced sexual assault and those who have, but signaling, agreeing early on your physical signal. So if a double tap on the shoulder means you got to stop, I have to stop, um, or asking your partner, like, what kind of body language cues should I be looking for that mean, like, back up? Again, very doable templates for how to give and receive consent. Mm-hmm. Um, another great resolution, if you're an ally, to make space for LGBTQ plus folks. Um, and if you are part of the LGBTQ community, maybe if you fit into one of those letters, making sure you're being inclusive of all the other ones. Um, that's kind of another nebulous one, so maybe some specific action items there um, would just be use your pronouns when you're introducing yourself. You could also be like gender non-specific when you're talking about someone's partners that you mm-hmm. don't know their pronouns yet. Totally. Um, I know somebody was telling me recently that a, a kindergarten teacher they know um, – uses they them pronouns for all of the children wow and i'm like that's great also uh that person also does it for pets oh okay (laughs) and i love i love that it's like until you've been corrected otherwise just use they them for everyone and you'll never accidentally misgender somebody and of course a a tried and true New Year's resolution is to take better care of yourself. There's, you know, hundreds and thousands of ways to do that. But we we have addressed mental health on a previous episode. So if you're if you're trying to um, take better care of your mental health, I would definitely refer you to that episode. We we talked through some some tips that have worked for us for taking care of our mental health a little better. Yeah, and I think one that I specifically read that I really liked was stopping negative self-talk because um, I think we all experience internalized biophobia to some extent. Yeah, I don't know if there are any cultures who are inherently like you're exposed to bisexuality from an early age and really never hear anything bad about it. So I think all of us experience that kind of negative self-talk and we get enough of it from external sources so we don't need to be being mean to ourselves. A cheater's way to to stop negative self-talk is to surround yourself with people who affirm your identity. Mm-hmm. It's so much harder to talk about yourself disparagingly when someone who loves you and knows you very well is there to say you're you're not right about this Mm -hmm. you're not you're not like that kind of stops you in your tracks so it's great to share your resolutions with people because if your resolution is something like stopping negative self-talk then when when you start doing that people can point out and say hey you're you're doing the thing that you resolved not to do just so you know hopefully they're not jerks about it they're like ah, i caught you but yeah if you if you're up for it share your resolution so that you can maybe be held accountable for it try to be your very best version of yourself if people correct you <laughs> use the maybe use the same um for if somebody's correcting their pronouns thank oh. thank you for correcting me <laughs> Cause I like last night, even I shared my, I shared my resolution to sleep better and the kind of like steps I wanted to take to improve my sleep hygiene with Cassandra. And she said something back and I was immediately like, uh, no, like I'm not going to do that. Like, no, I'm not going to go to bed earlier so that I sleep better, even though I just told you (laughs) that. And she was like, all right. But you... And then, like ten minutes later, I had to be like, "Sorry, this is this is about me being afraid I'm gonna fail. This isn't right. about you. This is about me. <laughs> Not yeah. my most gracious moment. <laughs> be forgiving." Yeah, yeah. Your friends and and lovers just really want you to to do well. So, you know, 
let them let them uh, talk you into doing well for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people said things that weren't related to being queer, but I pulled out a few that I feel like maybe people also want to consider. Um, a lot of people made oh, yeah. jokes about TV resolution. Ha 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 ha. All of you Reddit people <laughs> are nerds. <laughs> Such nerds. Should I read some? Um, yeah. Sorry, I thought we would maybe go back and forth. I feel like I've been oh, talking yeah. a lot. I apologize. Hell yeah. Some folks on Reddit said, eat more yummy food. Love that uh, one. That's a, that's a great one. I actually, I think that might fit into mine because a lot of the like things that I consume and regret consuming are food that kind of sucks mm. that I'm just eating because I'm bored or because I like need food in that moment. I don't know. Keeping an eye out for food that I actually deeply enjoy instead of food that's just kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Do more to be happy for me and not try to make others happy first. Okay. Love that. You're number one. Um, prioritizing your mental health, seeking treatment, uh, or making your daily habits conducive. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Just um, making sure you're doing something every day that that uh collects information about how you're doing that's a really big one for me making sure you actually know how you're doing so that if you decide that you need to go see a mental health professional you can have data to give them Mm -hmm. Um, that's a really big one for me dump their ass end a toxic relationship romantic or friendship um move out and move on there are definitely people who love you and want to help you and there are people who are shitty to you and should not be in your life it happens hopefully it doesn't happen often but it does happen and it sucks but it's great to not have them in your life anymore yeah and i think maybe uh, even like the prelude to dumping somebody is examining your relationships so if you are always having a big drama thing like just being cognizant of like how did I feel when I made plans with that person did, did it feel like a stressful thing for me or like I was excited for it how did it feel when I came home from hanging out with that person did I feel motivated and creative and energized or whatever however you like to feel after you hang with somebody or did I feel like drained and exhausted like do you leave that person on red because you're dreading responding to them like not all friends are for all seasons I like that. Move on if you gotta. They've served their purpose. Marie Kondo them. Thank them Um, and let them go spark joy for someone else. And someone else mentioned making friends. I, this probably should be one of my resolutions. I need to make friends. I just moved and it's really hard as a grown ass woman to like go out and meet people and find people that I like to spend time with. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Friends are the reason that I like living, so I should I should probably prioritize that one. I want you to keep living. I don't want you to make other friends, but like these are like it's the dichotomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, friends are important. There were two that were kind of related. One is simple: have fun, kiss girls. Mm. Um, and one is don't follow all the rules. Try to be more free and be slutty. Be slutty a great another actionable mm-hmm. <laughs> actionable resolution also somewhat related learn to say no and don't apologize for everything you don't have to do things that you don't want to do and learning to say no is definitely something that i personally also could work on so that's a another easy one to well it's not easy but it's a it's a doable one valuable learning to say no valuable and doable i like the have fun kiss girls slash be slutty and learn to say no they're kind of like opposites like learn to say yes and learn to say no in all things in your life yes yeah definitely sometimes i get those two confused yeah sometimes i'm like i'm gonna embrace everything and then all of a sudden i'm like oh my gosh i'm doing i'm committing to shit that i don't know i don't know why i'm doing it yeah my friend once sent me, uh, it was a meme of a guy like moving a bunch of shit. And it was like when you find yourself moving like your cousin's ex-girlfriend's aunt's 
like garage and you're like how did I get here and she was like this is the most you thing I've ever seen (laughs) we got a few mails one is from Emma she is very sweet I no one ever writes in the emails if we're allowed to talk about what they say Thank you, Emma. Thanks for your nice email. Luna, we got your email. We know you need some advice. We're going to hook you up with that soon. I would refer you to our coming out episode, but thank you for writing. Very cool. Oh, sorry. And Alexa also sent an email. Thank you all so much for writing in. That's very, it's very, very fun to hear from listeners. And if you want to get a little shout out, or you just want to say hi to us, or you want to tell us what we messed up, you can email us at Hello goodbyes for 2069 at gmail.com. That's H E L L O G O O D B I S 42069 at gmail.com. Or you can slide into our DMs on Instagram. We're at hello goodbyes. Slide into those DMs. Also, uh, if you don't get a response on the DMs, some of us are considering removing Instagram as part of their 2020 <laughs> resolutions. So there might be so that. True. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, and as always, if you want to write us, that's much appreciated. Uh, sorry if, if we're a little slow to get back on these ones. It is the holidays right now, but we'll try. We'll try. We're, yeah. We don't get paid for this. <laughs> we do not. Absolutely not. Uh, Bye Lights. Should we just put in the new song that we wrote? Yes. The Madonna song? Yes. Bye Lights. Bye Okay. Bye. I got to write a note, cut that from the other <laughs> episode. Figure skater Amber Glenn comes out as bisexual slash pansexual. Oh, that's great. I don't know who, who Amber Glenn is, but I'm glad. I'm glad for her. It looks, based on the slug of this uh, URL, it looks like she's on the Olympic team from Texas. Oh, fuck yeah. Which is dope. Um, former yeah, dude. Former MMA fighter Jason Ellis wrote uh, in The Advocate about how he experiences bi erasure among the LGBTQ community. Uh, He said, quote, but I don't want my inclusion in the community to be just sexual. I want it to be deeper. I want LGBTQ friends. I want to feel like I'm a part of the community. After all, B is the third letter listed. But I just don't feel like I'm welcome in the community right now. When men I have sex with find out I'm married to a woman, they tell me things like, quote, it's just a phase and, quote, you'll be gay eventually. They tell me bisexuality doesn't exist. They tell me what I do and how I define myself don't exist. Bisexual erasure is a big thing in the LGBT community, which sucks. But uh, it's always nice to hear fellow bisexuals talk about their experiences with it and how they also think it's bullshit yeah agreed do you think we can start calling it the community yes i would love that (laughs) a little bit shorter yes um the human rights campaign provided a wrap-up of the best bi visibility moments of the decade Uh, It's on their website. The title is saying bye-bye-bye to a decade of increased bi-visibility, which is pretty good. Pretty cute. Pretty good. You know, we love a a good bye pun. We do. You all know this. You've you've seen the titles of the episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A study from the British Medical Journal says that vaping ads are particularly targeting bisexual women of color. I wonder... I'm actually reading a book right now um, about how it's it's about um, being a straight edge woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's about how like not consuming alcohol can be a feminist act because starting with like big tobacco, it's like once they've maxed out the male market, then they're like, cool, how do we get women and children? And they often, like, the method of getting women is, like, this is an act of rebellion and how you're, like, you're a, like, proud feminist who doesn't care what society wants you to be by, like, ultimately consuming poison that kills you. Cigarettes, alcohol, vaping. Wow. I never thought about it like that. Interesting. Yeah, they got women to smoke by having um, a suffragette protest where women all went outside and smoked lucky strikes as a fuck you to the patriarchy 
Okay, maybe a good New Year's resolution would to be like more aware of when you're being used by marketing. <laughs> more conscious consumption. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I'll I'll lend um, you the book when I'm done with it. It's called Quit Like a Woman. I'll put a link in the in the bio. It's out on the 31st. Thanks to Brienne oh, cool. who gave me an advanced copy. Hell yeah. The UK has the gayest parliament in the world. 8% of UK's parliament says they're gay or bisexual, according to lifesitenews.com, uh, which is very exciting. I wish uh, wish they were a little... I wish there were more gays in the parliament. 8% seems low. It's the start, I suppose. Better than zero. That's true. Um, also, some TikTok star quote-unquote, said a bunch of biphobic shit to an ex-boyfriend. I don't know her name. I don't know anything about TikTok. Uh, if you know what's up, send us a voice recording of a one- to two-minute explanation. Yes, please. We're, we'd love to know what's going on there. I can't believe there are TikTok stars already. Like, that app has not been out for a year, and there's already celebrities on that platform. Yeah, I definitely don't think they're monetized yet, but... Uh, I have some buy history for everybody. This uh, <laughs> this buy history is from the 16 and 1700s when a woman known as Julie Daubigny... Daubigny I'm sorry, I, I don't know French. Daubigny. She was also known as Mademoiselle Maupin or La Maupin. She was a... a bisexual swordswoman and opera singer and her tumultuous career was the subject of a lot of gossip and uh, stories in her time Uh, she's been portrayed in film and television but she has a pretty amazing life courting men and women in france in the 1700s and getting into duels and shit i don't know how much of it is true and how much of it has been embellished in the last 350 years but if you have a second you want to learn more about um lama pan she's got some some pretty cool bisexual legends associated with her that sounds amazing honestly i want to like dive into the wikipedia hole on that i want there to be an hbo show about her frankly Ooh, i think you should write it i think i should i mean why not we could put together um, an HBO series where each each episode we talk about a bisexual history, a person from history, tell their story. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Thanks for bringing the bi history every every time we record. Not every time, but sometimes. From time to time. Cool. Should we talk biasing stars? Yes. I Let's. will start. I didn't write one down. Um but I'm going to shout out the two bi guys who yeah. uh, host a podcast from the male perspective of bisexuality. Um, the podcast is really funny and smart. They have a lot of very intelligent and interesting guests on to share cool perspectives on the bisexual experience. Um, and we're going to be doing some collaborative work in 2020. So you should check out their podcast. So you know who we're talking to yeah they make a great show um and they kind of get the perspective that we have historically neglected on here which is uh people who were raised uh, as men because we were not um yeah so yeah it's, it's good for that and i'm really excited to get to talk to them if you are a bisexual person from another point of view that we're missing, please reach out to us. We're interested in having all types of people on. Totally. Yeah. I have a bising star. Her name is Jen Winston. She is a writer uh, and Instagram personality. She's on Instagram at generous with a J. I just discovered her because a few people that I that I am friends with on Instagram follow her and also a political action campaign that I follow on Instagram follows her. So she was like recommended to me. And then I looked at her bio and I was like, bisexual. Um, 
and started looking through all of her her posts and ended up on her Twitter reading a lot of her tweets. And she's she's a good follow. I don't know if she's like the most inspiring person on Instagram or the most inspiring person that I've found on here, but she has some some good takes about social justice. Uh, I'm terrified that as soon as I say that she's my Bising Star, someone's going to reach out and tell me how problematic she is. Bising Stars are not full endorsements. I don't know. Pretty good follow. Seems like a, a real smart lady. So, yeah. It's my Bising Star. Love it. Do you need any advice? advice? I can't. I think this might have been my call for advice last time. Do you have, do you need any advice? Um, I didn't. I didn't really think of any, but I guess my my totally non-queer call for advice would be what kind of uh, habits do you try to have at night to help you sleep harder, better, faster, stronger? Great question. Is the issue that you're not getting quality sleep or that you're not getting enough sleep or both? I think I get good quality sleep. Like I can, I fall asleep really quickly. Even when I'm, like, I'm ready to go, I'll literally, like, be, like, dancing and yelling and screaming and then, like, falls. And I sleep through the night, but I, I think my problem is such a childish problem. But I'm, like, I don't put myself to bed. So I'm, like, doing things, keeping myself busy, and then I'm, like, oh, it's 1245 and I need to be asleep, like, three hours ago. Not three hours, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. like, a while ago. Yeah. Um, so I need to be better at having like a routine where it's like I turn off screens because I'll like be doing stuff on the computer and then go immediately lay down and be like, like my mind hasn't settled down at all. Right. So I'd rather have a better bedtime routine. Maybe I should yeah. read some books about training your child to sleep. Yeah. Anyone who has, has trained themselves to sleep better or get more sleep or get better quality sleep should definitely reach out to Rose. I would also be interested to know um, how to sleep better. I I think I I am going to copy you. Anyone who has done a, a New Year's resolution where they consume less or consume, I would say consume less, and when they consume, consume things that are more meaningful to them, mm-hmm. um, I would love to hear from you as well. Should we sign off? Yeah, let's sign off. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to count us down? Sure. Three, two, one. Goodbye, goodbye from the from goodbye. goodbye. <laughs>